Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters Fans Forum. And I'm joined by my good friend Pete. Pete, how are you getting on, mate? You're okay? Um, got a bit of an injury at the moment. Um, having to sit at a random uh, position, but other than that, um, uh, I'm I'm just powering through, trying to soldier through tonight as best I can. But I think my injury and, and my Wi-Fi are trying to fight against me. So um, we'll do as best as we possibly can. Yeah. No, well, it's it, thanks very much for joining tonight, Pete. I know you, I know you're not yourself, mate. But uh, always good to share the screen with you, as always. Right. Before before we before we start, Pete, um, I'm going to have like a little mini rant myself. I know we were talking about it pre-show. Um, I just I just wanted to know your thoughts, Pete, because it's really been aching me over the last couple of days. I just cannot believe that Graham Jones is set up with exactly the same team that he did against Palace when it clearly didn't work, and. He's he's been given this opportunity, hasn't he, for two games. Well, we're told it's two games, could be three games. Let's see if he gets Brighton or not. And we we've gone out and played like that. We've gone and played exactly how Bruce used to play. And do you know what? It it, it worries me because not not in the fact that you know the, the new manager hopefully is imminent. Hopefully the new manager will be with us sooner rather than later. But it just concerns me that let's let's say you know we've all been blaming Bruce for what's been going on. And I'm sure a lot of it was down to Bruce. I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't, but yeah. you know, we we all kind of, and I'm I'm speaking for everybody here. And, and if anyone wants to come on and disagree with me, please feel free. But we were all of the thinking that you know the team was being set up, the formation was the way it was, because mainly of Bruce, and that we mm. felt that you know maybe Graham Jones could take over the mantle, he could change things around, he could improve things, and then we go and see exactly what we've been seeing. For, for all this period of time. And it I'll be honest, Pete, it really like disheartened me. And I just thought, you know, even if that was the case, and let's say, let's say it was uh, the majority of it was Jones and Bruce was being told to do what Jones did, it obviously wasn't working. So surely mm. this was an opportunity for Jones to try something. I mean, let's be honest, if we got him went and got beat three or four five nil at the weekend but we really had to go we were on the front foot we were trying to you know change things up we maybe played you know with the four at the back and we changed the the personnel within the team i don't think many people would have you know had, had to go with him for that but the fact that we've set up in exactly the same way as we did against palace and we've we've gone and put a performance like we did against chelsea it just I just find it really disheartening. I know I'm probably wrong for ranting, but I I just I just wonder what what's going on in Graham Jones's head. I just don't understand because that was an opportunity for him to you know kind of show show what he's all about. But all we've just seen is what we've seen previously, and now we're even more desperate for the for the new manager. And the last thing I want to say, what I found really interesting, was. In uh, Graham Jones's post-match um, conference, he said, "Obviously, you know that we need fresh voice, which we've been saying for a while, haven't we? We we all yeah. know that. But it was interesting how uh, he remarked on the players. I don't want to quote him because I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 sure on the quote. But he basically said something along the lines of, "Yeah, our players aren't good enough. This this is how we've got to play, and we've heard that before. So mm -hmm. it, it, uh, Jones and Bruce Wright, 
or is Jones just, you know, using the same spiel that Bruce used, or is that are our players that bad? I mean, what what are your thoughts on a piece? Um, yeah, I don't think you're wrong um, to feel disheartened or to feel frustrated about what you've seen in terms of the, the the last couple of games, the way they've set out the team, because I think everybody has felt that way. When the team news came out uh, in Southhurst Park, there was a little bit of a, oh, like, what, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there yeah, was. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was there was a little bit of positivity because Ryan Fraser started, but as I said to you guys before in the run-up to it, I expected Jamal Lewis to come in. I expected Fabian Shaw to come in. I expected to see Ryan Fraser in in a very different way of setting up in a team. But it all, it all, you know, Palace and Chelsea all very much felt like a Bruce selection and a Bruce type of match. And it has raised a few questions. You know, has it all been Steve Bruce? Has it all been Graham Jones? You can't, you can't really argue against the fact that it could well have been him. We, we, we just don't know, if I'm honest with you. But the reality is, is that, look, long term, we need a new manager. He is right. We need an absolute fresh face in the team uh, to look at these, these group of players. And he is right. Some of these players are not good enough. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are not good enough. Some. Yeah. Some of them are just not good enough for this level. And that's just the reality. What I will say to you is, is that, uh, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago on, on, on the fans forum, is that, you know, this, this team, you know, for the last 14 years, but let's say since Benitez took over, has been very much lopsided. And we haven't found balance to this team whatsoever. And that's why I expect to see come January is that, you know, for, for five years under Rafa, we were defensively very solid, but we had nothing in attack. What we've now got is we've got strength and numbers in attack and absolutely nothing at the back. And we've kind of gone one way to the other. And we've just kind of, you know, we're, we're just flipping the balance. You know, it's either the attack or the defence that are weak. One of them strong, one of them's weak. We, we need to balance that out because at the moment, the defence is what's letting this team down. It is just not good enough. Um, and I'm sorry, you know, for me, if Fabian Shaw doesn't get an, even a chance in this team, if Jamal Lewis doesn't even get a chance in this team, you know, what is that saying to them right now in the squad? Mm. Federico Fernandez didn't even get in the squad the last two but was told he wasn't necessary in the that's, squad. I that's think scandalous, Pete. Scandalous. And it's, and it's disrespectful for, for a very experienced, a very, very good centre-back. Yeah. Um, so all of these things are not are not putting Graham Jones in, 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 a, in a good light. Um, is it all his fault? No. Um, you know, who has he got to lean on? Who has he really got to lean on? The two Steves? They're just as bad as the third Steve that's already left. You know, they're no better. So he's pretty much doing it on his own at the moment. So I'm not going to yeah. go hammering him too much, but you know, it it leaves a lot to be desired about this managerial um, situation. And this is yeah, not me. This is not me pointing fingers at the at the ownership. They will come good. There was 100. Yeah. percent yeah, 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 yeah. But the fact that it's taken three weeks to get a manager in, whether they've whether they've recruited him through interviews or not, it doesn't matter. They should have been in place by now um and it's it's having a detrimental effect to this team yeah no i, I completely agree Pete. well without further ado we're going to get our first guest on he's been waiting in the green room and it's a regular and i'm happy to welcome alan how are you doing alan 
Yeah, not too bad, lads. Um, just reiterate what you've said. Um, majority of the points, um, I totally agree with. Um, when I went to the game, I wasn't expecting to win. Um, I don't think any, basically 99% of people didn't, but it was the way it was set up. It yeah. was set up for yeah. failure, lads. Yeah, what worrying for me is when we've got the ball in possession, if we're a counter-attacking team, we're so slow, lads. Transitioning from the defence. And I felt sorry for Wilson. I felt sorry for ACM because they may as well not have been there. Um, there was no passing the play, uh, constantly giving the ball away. Darlow had a shocker, I'm afraid to say. Um, he, he really did. Um, it's not good enough, Alan. Not good enough, and the fact that Dubravka is fit and he's on the bench, just a wrong yeah. decision. It really is. Yeah, and and doesn't we 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 Sorry, lads. Um, the fact these three weeks have highlighted the investment, the lack of, in new defenders. I mean, five of these, five six of these players were still in the championship, which was yeah. highlighted on match of the day. They've yeah. got older, and you're right, Pete. The forward lines got stronger, but the defences got weaker. Um, you know, I mean, what's spoiled main blood really over the last 24, 48 hours is Spurs have sacked their manager. And we've been saying that for Bruce for two years about him being out of his depth, no set play, no set pattern of play. Uh, and we've been absolutely derided by the media and the pundits. I mean, I heard Jamie O'Hara go on about Nuno saying he's out of his depth, this, that, and, and yet he was praising Steve Bruce and Spurs are in a far better position than what we are. Crazy. And Nuno has actually got Wolves in seventh position twice. Bruce has never got any team as high as that in the Premier League. And yeah. they sacked their manager. Now, Cole is a, um, you know, a traitor, but I do watch a lot of other fans podcasts, Tottenham and Arsenal especially, and the Tottenham fans were saying everything we were about Nuno and we've been saying it for two years and I find it incredible to sack the manager when he hasn't even been given a chance Harry Kane's wanted to be away he's had all them and they've sacked him straight away and yet they've derided us as a fan base, that's what's railed me this weekend lads, to be yeah. more than anything else um, as far as this season's concerned, lads, we've all got to look ourselves and think relegation is really on the cards here, unless we get a decent manager. I've I've got it in my mind that we're going to get relegated, so we've got to set our stall out no matter how long it takes. I know after the match, everybody, I was my friends, wanted a manager in the next day, um, but like I say, Spurs took two months over theirs. And no, no, and they've sacked him in 10 games. So, you know, we've just got to try and believe in the new owners to get the right man in. And if it takes a Brighton game and Jones, um, then we'll just have to go with it. But hopefully, yeah. but hopefully we'll have a new man over the international break. So he's got two weeks to get the new other players. Surely we should get a man in over the weekend. Do you know um, what, Alan? I'm I'm hoping a bit like you. As long as we've got that new man in place, even if it's Wednesday or Thursday and yeah. Jones is in charge on yeah. the weekend, I can live with that. But as yeah. long as that new manager's in place 
and we know who the new manager is going to be and he's working behind the scenes. I totally understand why he wouldn't take the Brighton game if he only comes in yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. I understand that. But the sooner we get him in, the better. And then, like you say, that international break comes at a good time for us because mm-hmm. it means that he's got a good, what, 10, 12 days with the players. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he can implement his ideas into the squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like they're talking about Conte going to Spurs. And I know a lot of fans maybe be disappointed, but really, was he ever going to come to us in a relegation battle? Elite managers do not go, go to struggling teams because... If you look at it sensibly, lads, they've served their apprenticeship when they've started management and they've worked themselves up to be elite manager. And they only want to be with teams that are in the top four or five to work with to win titles. Yeah. They're not interested in going dropping down, going, oh, take Newcastle, they're paying us £10 million. Um, basically, you know, um, relegation will be. You know, I, I think it is on the cards unless we get a top manager and improves the players and gives them confidence. But it all depends on January. It really, yeah. really does. Yeah, in my no, opinion, I, Chris. I agree, uh, mate. Because as, as every week, I'm one take a time. But as I'm saying that, the other half of my brain tells us, Chris, that if we keep on losing, the manager, the top managers are going to say, I don't want to take this job. They are going to get relegated and I don't want to be going into the championship and managing a championship team. Yeah, so sick. I really do want a manager in before this this weekend, like to be fair, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree, Alan. Who, who would you I think I've I may have asked you this before, Alan, but maybe your mind's changed now, especially, you know, yeah. due to the betting markets and stuff like that. Yeah. Who who would be who would be the person that you would go for? Well, moment. of of the, the ones that are talking about, the favourites change, it'll be Donald Duck tomorrow, uh, Chris. It'll be Mickey <laughs> Mouse the day after. Depending on what paper you read, it's... it's. I mean, it was John Terry on Saturday. And I, oh, I, I know. I know. You, you know, I thought, ridiculous. Uno, Uno Emery for me now, Chris. Um, yeah. I mean, I would have four, but the point is, you know, not in the betting, but that's... That's regarding who you want to believe. So yeah. it's very hard for fans to put a name on because there's so many names just banter about who's going to be the manager. But uh, if it was Uno Emery, I wouldn't be disappointed. No. Um, I wouldn't want John Terry. You know, no. Not in this situation. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even make sense, would it? It just the, no. the appointment wouldn't make sense because he oh he's played in the Premier League. He's not mm-hmm. managed at all. Yeah. So to bring someone like him in would just be I, I, yeah, I hope to God there's nothing in that. Yeah. I mean, I know there was yeah. a flurry of bets on him. Whether someone mm-hmm. spotted him in Newcastle and put two and two mm-hmm. together and come up with five, I, mean, I, I hope that's have, the case. I would have Lampard with John Terry, man, Chris, mm-hmm. if he was his understudy, but apparently he's, he wants to be number one now. Um, but one thing that worried me, again, getting back to Graham Jones, the press after the game, he turned around and says, and the Castle fans aren't used to this sort of uh, performance. I'm sorry, Graham. Under your charge, and even under Rafa, we had these or these type of performances all the time for the last four years. Except Rafa had the defence so well drilled, we didn't notice it. And that's the difference between the two managers again, uh, blindly obvious. Um, but for everybody out there, I'm like everybody else. I'm really seriously worried now, like for relegation, and until a new manager comes in and gets his ideas across. It's just the fixture list 
I said on the very first time I came on the show, lads, the fixtures are not very kind to it. Um, we've got a horrendous December and we've got a horrendous end of the season as well. Yes. So we've got to start picking up points now. And the next three home games are really going to decide if it's going to be a massive struggle or not. Brentford, Norwich and Burnley. And we've got Arsenal away and obviously Brighton away this coming Saturday. And it's typical, isn't it? Because Arsenal have just picked up. Arsenal are starting to look much better now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've never won down at the Emirates since Andy Carroll 10 years ago, Chris. And mm. prior to that, we've been every season without fear, we've been absolutely hammered. Two, yeah. three, four, five, six nil, you know. So, you know, it's, it's looking bleak, but it would give the players, the club, a boost if the owners did get a, you know, a new manager in now. You know, this week especially. Uh, Absolutely. No, no later than the first week of the international break because then I will be worried that, uh, you know, that, that it, it, games are passing by and there's no direction. Because don't forget, lads, these players, their confidence is absolutely shot. Yeah. Even the good players, even the yeah. good players, their, their confidence is shot. I mean, I don't know why he keeps... Graham Jones, like Pete said, why why he played uh, Fraser mid, in midfield when he's a winger? I just don't understand that. Um, and the lads obviously never showed anything either. But um, it's players out of position still, and that kind of breed confidence. I thought it was a tip first half. I thought it was a typical Rafa performance actually, minimising the chances Chelsea had. But then you think, Howie, let's go for it. Let's go for it in the second half. Give it a go. Mm. It wasn't the case. And it was it was flat. It was mm. absolutely flat. And it left everybody shrugging their shoulders and fearing the worst. Yeah. But it again, it all depends on the new manager coming in. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that lad. So Yes, no, uh, Alan has always made some cracking points just before you go, Pete. I know I know you uh, you ducked out a little bit there. Yeah. Um but any 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 thoughts on what Alan said? I know as I say, I know you missed a little bit of it, but you kinda know the gist of where Alan's going, I'm sure. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agreed with, with the points that I had. Um it was interesting, um, the bit that I came back in, he was talking about Unai Emery. Um and I know there's been a lot of links with him recently, uh, in the last couple of days. Um initially when we talked about it. Uh, when we had the likes of Conte and Brendan Rodgers on the list, I kind of, you know, I, I, I liked him as a manager, but I kind of dismissed him and I didn't think he was a manager. I go through because I thought that our level of manager would be beyond that. But actually, you know what? He, he's the best of the bunch that we're linked yeah. to us right now. Um, you know, he, he's the one that can put the trophies on the table to say that he's that he's won things. Um, and... You know what he's done with a with a with an average Villarreal side um, is is tremendous. Now, you know what I like about Unai Emery is that he's a winner. Yeah, yeah. Well, on top of that, he can organise a defence very well. Um, and and I'm I'll be honest with you, we need to stay in this league. So for all the attacking talents we have, we need a manager that can come in and really organise that defence. And he knows how to make a team very difficult to beat. A little bit like Rafa Benitez, but Unai Emery's got a little bit more going forward. So look, if we could get him, and there's a lot of talk that obviously in his press conference he didn't know he said he didn't know anything about Newcastle. I'm not surprised. 
He's got a massive Champions League game this week. Of course, he's not going to talk about Newcastle. But <laughs> yeah. I would expect, hopefully, if, if he is going to be getting the job, that in the next two or three days, his name really starts getting linked properly. Yeah. Um, if not, I think it will go elsewhere. Chris, Pete, would you take 17s now? Oh, all day. Which all day. Now, I would take 17s now if I had a decent manager for start of next season. I'll take yeah. 17s now and it's still only 10 games, John. Um, yeah, I don't know how a lot of people in the chat would, I think, if they were being, being honest. It's a great um, question. It's yeah. A great question for those yeah. in the chat, would you take 17th right now? Yeah. Yeah. Get your get your answers in. Would you think so? I'm sure <laughs> I'd be very surprised if anyone said no. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, get, get yeah, get your get your answers in. Would you think so? The only saving grace is Sunderland's bottling it, lads, and I hope mm. they, they keep on doing it. That was the biggest cheer of the game when the, yeah. we saw the Rotherham score. Um, but you know we've got to concentrate one game at a time, lads, and we've got yeah. to go because don't forget, lads, we've been hammered up Brighton last year, both games home and away. They're all totally outplayed with, and yeah. Graham Jones was here. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what tactics they use. Is it going to be the same? Keep the score down? Because that's all it was on Saturday. Keep yeah, it the was. Score down. It was. Basically, Absolutely. From minute one to 90, keep, make it look respectable instead of going for it. Mm. But I'll let you go, lads. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got a few people on. waiting in the green room, Alan. Uh, but as yeah. always, mate, absolute pleasure. And I'm going to give Thank you one you. of these. Cheers. Thanks very much, Alan. Cheers. Really good to see you, mate. You take care. Great points by Alan, as always, Pete. Definitely. Uh, I missed a few of them, but yeah, you know, he's touched on, you know, how, you know, he's touched on a lot of how we were feeling before we came on air. And mm. obviously you had your say, and rightly so, about things. And I think he's feeling exactly the same, but, you know, we're in such a difficult position right now. We need a manager in. So oh, you know, it was good that he was touching on the manager point as well. So pleasure, pleasure to always have Alan on. Great guy. Yeah, million percent. Now, Pete, I'm going to do things in reverse a little bit this time because our next guest is a very familiar face. <laughs> and we're very excited to have him on. So I'm actually going to give him applause before he even comes on. The one, the I only. The, I thought you were going to pull the boo out then with the middle finger. <laughs> I should have done, shouldn't I? Uh, I might give him that when he leaves. But yeah, very special guest. Welcome to Martin. <laughs> How you doing, Martin? Oh, lads. <laughs> applause. I'd expect nothing less, lads. It's about time. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's not, just it's good, Bruce, for the fact that you're wearing PSG top right now. What the hell is going on, man? Do you know what it is? That's because I know they're going to be the second best club in the world very very soon lads that's why <laughs> um, good to see you boys um yeah, you too mate and you obviously uh obviously an alcohol related injury pete was it no uh, i really wish it was but um honestly like i've got a smile on my face right now but i'm in absolute agony like i'm not uh, this is the first tell time you. I, I i skating in leicester is always tricky in november <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. We don't get any sort of cold weather around here. Exactly. exactly. Uh, right. So here's my first time on rants, obviously, and, and yeah. fan forum. So thanks very much. Um, thought I would drop on and say hi because I've been working like mad. I haven't seen you 
yeah. um, for ages. And in fairness, you two, you know, I like you two more than I do Daz, so it's always better to come on just the three of us. Um, <laughs> you wait, he's, he's going to come on here now. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, him and Richie be on there. Um, I thought I thought Alan made some good points. Um, obviously, I've, I've kind of I've had a day off today, so I've kind of been watching Twitter and listening to bits and pieces going on. So there's a couple of things I'll I'll throw out there, and and the first one is probably slightly against what everyone else thinks, and that is that I'm actually not that bothered if we go down, because I yeah. think we need a rebuild, mm. and and I think that if that starts from the championship, so what? Could it be any worse than what we're doing now? Probably not. Even if we get a new manager in, looking at even the next three games, we've got we've got Brentford, we've got Norwich, we've got Burnley. I think we we probably get beat off. Oh, sorry, we've got Brighton, Brentford, Norwich, and Burnley. I think it is. I think we probably get beat off Brighton. We probably don't do that great against Brentford. I think we take three points against Norwich. And we probably draw against Burnley. So even in the next four, I still don't think we do that well. Because I think the players we've got are what we've got. I think people pe people are panicking about this manager piece for me. And I think what we need to remember is, yes, the league position is not great. Yes, a lot of the players we've got are still championship-based. Everybody knows that watch Loaded, watch Matters. I, I absolutely have no time for most of our defenders, in particular Lascelles, who I think has been a complete bottle job, um, along with a couple of others this season. Um, so for cup. me, not my captain, exactly, hashtag. I'm a trademark, though. I'm getting a T-shirt. John <laughs> Justice Allen, he's in there tonight. John, I want a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think the thing with the manager thing, lads, is this is probably one of the most crucial appointments that the club will make for a very, very long time. Yeah, it is. So I, 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 I don't mind that the that the ownership are taking a little bit of time to get that appointment set up right, whether it's director of football, whether it's manager, whatever it happens to be. I trust that they'll do the right thing. Now I've read some stuff today, people saying, you know, it's great, they're very clever business people, but they know nothing about football. I'm sure they've got people helping them around this. Jay, Jay, to be fair to Jamie Ruman, Jamie Ruman is a good football man. And they've got good business, so I'm I'm not I'm not overly worried about the amount of time being taken. If it if it takes a month, make the right decision, but make it first time. We don't want to be a Spurs. Like I don't want to be a club that after every ten games keeps sacking a manager. I, I think you know. Look, listen, the 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 paper talk the last half hour is Conte's going to Spurs, eighteen month deal for twenty million. Eighteen months. Why is he only going for eighteen months? You know, as, as Alan said, you know, these kind of managers want to go. They want to be in Champions League. They want to win a title. They want to move on. Yeah. So I, I don't think at this stage, that's not what we need. What we need is someone, as Pete said, is to come and address that balance, play the right players in the right holes, give give people like Fernandez, Shah, Lewis. You know, I, I think if you look at the likes of maybe, you know, Paul Dummett and Lewis just in front of him, I, I think that could be a fairly decent left-hand side. That's yeah. my opinion. But we, you know, I think the setup, the setup on on Saturday, you know, it was screaming out, in my opinion, for something we've all talked about, lads. You know, Richie, Richie shouted there last season for the 4-1-4-1 would have been a better formation. I would have gone with 4-2-3-1 and I would have played, you know, I would have got Fraser there. I would have had probably Manquio in. I would have put, you know, those players in Dubravka. You know, we, as Pete said, we've got, we've absolutely got that striking piece. But we've not got that balance then at the back. Yeah. 
But I think if we can play well enough going forward, you give them problems to think about. The problem on Saturday was we didn't give Chelsea anything to think about. So it was like a training session. Reese James, okay, took his two goals very well, but he didn't have to work hard. Chelsea didn't have to work hard. Chelsea's midfield didn't have to work hard. And that, that for me, is the worrying thing. So if if we go down, we go down. There's, there's a reality that by late November, early December, we could be 15 points back. And if it is, I think that even if we go, I've seen some people in chat going, you know, we need to go and spend 200 million in January. I don't, I don't even think that that necessarily solves it. You could bring in five, six players. It's going to take them two months to gel. You need, you need a real strong manager to pull that round. We need to cut the dead wood without sentiment and without, you know, this loving for Lascelles and Longstaff and everybody else. Like players, you need the right players. And to me, that takes, that takes a bit of time. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to take that bit of time. I know obviously, Pete, you know, listening to you guys, you're like, you know, we should get the manager in before the I think we will see activity this week. Um, I think for yeah. me, I, I agree with you, lads. Probably Unai Emery is the best of of the bunch. I, you know, I see people saying, and this this is the thing that's been making me laugh today, listening to this. Oh, I wouldn't want him, and I, you know, I don't know about Fav, and you know, Jesus, I wouldn't want Lampard. I wouldn't. Six weeks ago, lads, we were still with Ashley and, and Bruce. Yeah. And if we yeah. still had that partnership in the club today, in the position we're in, we would definitely be going down. So, I think I think it's it's. Because things haven't happened maybe as quick as we wanted, I think it's very easy to start getting negative about it all. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep that positivity and I'm going to keep the happiness, e even if we do go down, because yeah. it's it's an absolute massive rebuild. I mean, they've, they've you know, I'm sure club-wise, you know, Charlie is handing over the business and everything else. It's an absolute rebuild from the inside of the club, downwards, outwards, inwards, and everywhere else. The club is it was absolutely destroyed by Ashley mm. so that takes time to put things in place and it's not an overnight success and as as Amanda and you know Maidad and all these others have said it's going to take time yeah so if if we go down is it what I want no but does it worry me excessively no because you can go down you can rebuild you can spend what you need to spend and you'll come back up do you know what, Hopefully Mark? Just to just to add into what you're saying there, I think I think a few people in the chat are saying, you know, oh, it's crazy. Why does he want us to go down? And from what you've just said, and I took that, nobody's saying we want to go down, but we no. I think what we're saying is, is the end of the world. Yeah. And and do you know what, Mark? You're absolutely right, because going down is not a good thing. Nobody nobody would want to go down. But if if we went down under Ashley, would we come back? I don't think we no. would. Uh, it would take a good few years. Um, but if we went down under this ownership, I think we would get the opportunity to get rid of a lot that, of Deadwood. That is exactly the difference. If we still had the current ownership of Ashley and Bruce as a manager and we went down, there's no return. We we, we become Sunland, we become a League One, we drift. You know, you become a Leeds or whatever for 16, 17 years out of the Premier League. But I, but I don't believe the ownership that we've got, even if we went down, worst case scenario, I don't believe that that is, is is something that we can't deal with. Um, so I think I think that rebuild comes. Um, Manager-wise, you know, I think we'll definitely see something this week. I think it makes perfect sense to get them in as the you know in the international break um, and and have them in. 
you know, Fonseca still being managed again there tonight, uh, being mentioned. Um, you know, Favre's gone quite quiet. But I think the interesting thing with the papers is nobody knows, lads. Nobody no. knows. You know, no. George Culkin's on there saying he's heard it's not Fonseca. You know, you've got other people going, it's this, that, and the other. None of us know. The only people that know, same as when that takeover happened, is the people in that room. Uh, you know, and, and whoever it is, if it's Martinez, if it's Unai Emery, if it's Eddie Howe, listen, might not be my personal choice, but I'll get behind them. Yeah. Because nobody can be worse than should. Steve Bruce coming into that club. Yeah. Nobody can be any worse. I wouldn't thought so. So I think we'll 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 wait and see. Um I'm, like I say, I'm not overly bothered. I think, you know, even, even 10, 12, 13 games, there's still games there to be played. You get into January, obviously we need to invest. Um, and as we talked about on Loaded there a couple of weeks back and you guys spoke about on, on Friday, is we need experience. We don't need flash marquee signings. We need a spine in the team. We need a solid couple of defenders. We need a decent ball-winning, biting around your ankles midfielder. Yeah. We need probably a decent, you know, player to link in to that middle to the top half. I think we have the rest of the players, but we're lacking the spine. And I think above anything, the most important thing we need to sign and a new manager coming in is we need to change the captaincy and we need a leader on that field. We need we need a Shearer back or a Rob Lee or somebody of that ilk, a David Batty that, you know, when, when things aren't going great across the white line, they're pulling those players in. They're shouting. They're leading. They're pulling them by the scruff of the neck and going, lads, it's not good enough. And I think that's half of our battle at the minute is we've no leadership on the pitch. Yeah. that We've said that as a problem for a long time, haven't we? And Pete, I know you've, you've mentioned it many a time, um, you know, about the fact that we, we're lacking leaders on the pitch. And previously it was Matt Ritchie, wasn't it? But I think even Matt Ritchie's kind of gone into his shell a little bit and we're not we're not seeing the promising performances that we've seen previously for Ritchie. And maybe, maybe you know, he is starting to get targeted in that left-back position because we all know he's not a natural left-back. Do, do, you think, do you think the new manager, or maybe Jones even, will drop Ritchie and bring Jamal Lewis in? Or do you think Ritchie's here to stay for the foreseeable at left-back? Um, it's a tough one. If you're going to ask me what I would do, uh, Richard wouldn't start the last two games uh, because he's not a left back and he's he, he's proven he, he's not good enough to play there. Um, he, he's not good enough to be on the pitch at the moment, in my opinion, but he is a leader. The problem I have is that I do think there's a leader in Matt Richard. I do think there's a leader in Jamal Lascelles. I think the biggest issue for them is that they are having to focus so much on their own playing ability because neither of them are playing so well is that they, they can't then focus on leading the rest of the team. So that's what... Mm. So I, I spent a little bit of time at Sarah's Park just watching the cells, and he, you can tell. I mean, if you've not watched him against Chelsea, watch him, watch him, because he'll play, he'll play on Saturday. Watch him against Brighton. He's so determined and focused on managing his own game yeah. that he can't lead anybody else. Matt Ritchie's exactly the same. You watch Matt Ritchie, he does shout and he does talk, but he does a lot less of that now compared to a couple of years ago because his head's down. He's so drilled and focused on not making a mistake at left back mm. and focusing on his own game. I think, uh, yeah, you know, I think that's the problem though. When they are that focused on not making a mistake, they make mistakes. Yeah. And that's ultimately what they're doing. And it's because they're not good enough to be playing at the moment. Yeah. In reality... But I, think, I think in any team, though, Pete, if you, you know, if you look at 
even the top teams, you'll get one or two players that drop in and out of form. Yeah. I think the problem we've got at the minute is we've got several players who have dropped out of form. And because of the size of our squad, because the depth of the squad and the players that we've got on that bench, we, we, we don't we can't we can't cope with that downturn in form in place. And I think that you know we, we just don't have the caliber of player then that can carry the team, you know. And, and that and that down to neglect. That that's yeah. neglect of the ownership and neglect, you know, of the management over a number of years. You know, the reason why certain players like Shah, for example, is probably he is his confidence is on the floor at the moment. Jamal Lewis is another one. Those guys because they should have been playing recently and have not. Yeah. So no no wonder their confidence is on the floor. But it goes back to it goes back to Graham Jones's point is it needs a new face. It needs a fresh face to look at these players new ideas. and see and the new ideas to see the best way of playing. And I think that's what that's what although we, we can be as patient as we want these players need that because look, I'm I'm of the same mindset of you, as you, Martin. The day that that takeover went through, and I said it on load and I've said it since, the weight and relief off my shoulders of worry about this football club went the moment yeah. that that takeover went through. It it just disappeared. Like we're we're losing games week after week and we're dropping points week after week. For me, it's not that I don't care. Is that I'm very relaxed about the situation. Like you, if we go down, we we will come back up. There was no doubt about it. But do we want to go down? No, none of us want to go down. No, none of us want it. Absolutely. But but I'm I'm prepared to wait and see what this new ownership are doing. I think for the players' benefit, they need a new manager right now. But I'm quite relaxed about this situation, which is why, you know, you wouldn't have seen me on social media and, and ranting and raving. Yes, that performance was awful, dreadful on Saturday. But at the same time, I'm just relaxed about the situation. Yeah. You know what? The, yeah. the, the, the long-term future of this club is secure. It's secure, that, exactly. That. And that's the that's the difference. That's the massive difference. A year ago, if this was happening, and, and, and last season, when we, you know, okay, we went on a bit of a run purely, you know, if you look at it from a point of last season, we were only saved really by the fact that Joe Willock went on a scoring spree. That's the only thing that kept us up last season. And, you know, he's not hit form few other players you know i'm slightly worried about asm you know he there's, there's something really worrying i think i suppose just to finish up because i know you have got other lads um wait to come in um so i'll jump off i think the the, the one piece of criticism and, and you're right pete like you know i, I kind of tweeted on saturday night i watched the, i watched the game in my little bar and i put up never mind you know clearly not good enough good enough against the champions league winning side um we go again next weekend and there was no rant. There was no, no you know, no. Ah, it's a lot of shit. Because it serves absolutely no purpose. And the future is bright. The one thing I will say, and I'll leave you with this thought, and for the guys that come on or girls after me, is it not these players, now that we've got a new ownership and a possible new manager, and maybe it's from, you know, watching football years and years, but surely these players should be playing for their positions. You'd think I so. Looked at that, I looked at that game on Saturday and I just thought, which player or which of all of those players out there is actually put the bit between their teeth and gone, do you know what? I, I'm I'm staying and I want to be part of this and I'm going to bust a gut to get in there. And the one thing that I watched was I watched um, a clip from when we played, I think it was, I think it was Leicester City um, or whoever it was against, or maybe it was Ipswich when we played 
um, when we played in the championship and the tackles were flying in. We must have made about eight or nine different tackles. That's right, yeah. And the crowd was, and... before Before it was pulled up for a free kick. Yeah. And I watched that Saturday game and I just thought, where, where's that? Where's that desire? Yeah. And I don't see any player with desire to go, I want this and I want that black and white shirt. I want to make it my own and I want these owners and the new manager to know I'm part of this journey. And I don't see it from any of them. And if that's the case, probably Wilson. Um, but I haven't really seen it from anybody else. And it's and, and that is the biggest thing that worries me, is there doesn't seem anybody there that wants to fight. And that's a worry. Yeah. But anyway, on that note, lads, I'm going to go and do my bits. Great to see you, as always. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'll, um, I'll try and get on to Loaded on Friday. We've got a bit of time now. My bananas are looking good. So, um, yeah, I've got a bit of time. So happy to be on. But anyway. Ma, I've yeah. got to give you another one of these, mate. Uh, Always a lovely. pleasure, mate. Never a chore. No worries. Right. Listen, enjoy the rest of the show. I'm going to carry on watching. Good luck. I'll Take see care. you in the week, boys. Take care. Yeah. See you, dudes. All the best, see mate. Yeah. See you soon. Good luck. Oh, no. Do you know what? It felt like loads of days. That's in the piece. Yeah. Just just felt like a, uh, the old loaded mag there uh, yeah. for, for a second. But again, great points raised. Some different points as well. Um, Obviously, the the main talking point is that you know he, he he wouldn't be against you know the fact if we did go down it won't be end of the world it'll be a it'll be a complete rebuild and and I, I'm inclined to agree with him like I say I'm, I'm quite relaxed on the situation in the club at the moment um the, the way in which we we are if we go down it's because we're not good enough but then it means that we get a proper rebuild a proper rebuild but yeah. I still think there's there's life in this this group of players yet and I think. We will improve the squad in January, but ultimately we do need to start picking up points now. We've got games where we should be picking points up uh, in the next four or five. So uh, I think after this next four or five, when we're, I think when we get to maybe Leicester away, I think that will tell us a, a lot about where we're going this season as a club. Yeah, no, I completely agree, mate. Before we move on to our next guest, I'm going to quickly run through the sponsors. Yeah. So I'm going to start, do you know what, I was going to pull a little trick here, Pete. I was going to pretend to miss by the VPN, but I thought, no, let's do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our first sponsor, Spider VPN, contact the lads for all your internet security. Um, I know I know a lot of people on the show use Spider VPN, and I know a lot of the guests as well have, um, have got in touch with the lads. So yeah, for all your internet security, protection, Make sure you get in touch with the lads. Great bunch of lads. Um, so, yeah, contact Spider VPN. We also have our usual skipsandbins.com. Telephone number 0800 25 45 25 free. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website is www.skipsandbins.com. Easy, contract free and pay as you go waste collection. We are also continuing to be sponsored by LNG Family Funeral Directors. They can be contacted on 0191 389 7245. We have our good friend in the chat as always, John Justice Allen. He can be, he could, well, he's, he's well known for being part of qtechshop.co.uk. Qtech Shop, um, they do all your snookers, at, uh, pool tables and snooker tables in Wall's End. So if you're after the, any pool or snooker stuff, Get in touch with John. He will be happy to help. We also have Jab Signature. The lads do the flyers for the show. Um, and they've also got some really nice clothes. I know Steve has been rocking a lot of Jab stuff lately. And I keep saying I'm going to go on the website. I'm going to get myself on and get a tracky because uh, some really, really nice gear on there. So have a look for Jab Signature for, uh, for any clothes that you're after. 
if you haven't subscribed to Newcastle Legends, make sure you do. Um, as you know, we are on, well, this it shows seven days a week. When you're watching the shows, make sure you like the shows. Uh, if you've got any comments, make sure the comments keep coming in. We always have loads of comments on the show and we absolutely love it. And please remember to share this show with any of your friends and family who you think will be interested in watching. If you don't get a chance to watch live, don't forget you can always catch up on iTunes and Spotify. So they can be found on there. So you can maybe if you're going for a walk or, you know, you're in the car driving somewhere, stick it on iTunes or Spotify. That's always that's always a, a good thing to do. We have the NUFC Matters Christmas night. <laughs> Pete, we feel like we've been talking about this for like 18 months, haven't we? The Christmas yeah. show. Um, so I, I'm going to be there, and I know a lot of the other NUFC Matters people will be there. It's in the Tyneside Irish Centre on November the 19th at 7pm. So make sure you get yourselves down there. There is also uh, Steve Rafe and Newcastle Legends present an evening with Peter Beardsley on Friday, November the 26th um, at 7pm. Again, in the Tyneside Irish Centre. If you're after tickets, get yourself onto www.newcastlelegends.com. Um, that is guaranteed to be a really good night. And, oh, I haven't loaded me loaded thing up. <laughs> so, I know, terrible, Pete, terrible. So, myself and Pete are part of a channel called Loaded HQ. And if you're interested in listening to me and Pete anymore, get yourself, get yourself onto YouTube and have a search for Loaded HQ1. And, well, a lot of our shows now, Pete, are Loaded Mag, aren't they? So, you know, if extra newcastle content which is never a bad thing so if you're interested in um any more newcastle content please get yourself onto loads of hq because we would love to have even more guests and i think that i think that's about it so it's probably now time for our third guest and a big welcome to tony tony first of all mate thanks very much for waiting in the chat much appreciated um oh you're not mute mate by the yeah. way just to let you know just really um, great great to have you on mate and fire away yeah, uh, Saturday, I was a bit disappointed by the same team yet again after the Palace result. Yeah, I thought he would have changed it up. Um, few points I want to make is I want to see a big change in the team. I want Dolo dropped and Debragfa back. Yeah, um, so. I'd like Lewis in, Shaw, Fernandez. They've got to come back in the team as well. Mm-hmm. That. The three centre backs are useless. Kraft, he's not a centre back anyway, is he? Nope. Lascelles, well, he's just totally gone downhill. And Clark, well, he's been a shambles this season. Yeah. 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 Totally agree, mate. Totally agree. And I mean, I know Lewis hasn't been the best, but maybe under another manager, he may be a good player because Klopp yeah. did look at him. He did. And Klopp don't look at rubbish. No. I mean, he got Andy Robertson in from Hull, didn't he? You know what I mean? So, you know, he does look around Klopp. So maybe he saw something in Lewis, but I'm sure there is a player there, but it needs a different manager to bring it out. But obviously Absolutely. Steve Bruce wasn't that man, and I don't think Graham Jones is. It doesn't look and that's that way. Why, that's why Graham Jones isn't the manager, because he was useless at Luton Town. Maybe he's a good coach, but not a great manager. Yeah. Tony, I'd be interested to find out, mate. I wanted yeah. to bring this up on the last one, actually. Um, but because uh, of the subject you brought up, it kind of works well. 
What are your thoughts on uh, Joe Willock being dropped for the last two games under under Graham Jones? I mean, obviously Willock is our latest addition. I mean, do 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 you think it's odd how uh, he's lost his place in the central midfield? Yeah, I thought it was strange when he was dropped against Palace, and I thought, well, why? And then when Jones came out and said, "Oh, he's had a toe injury and things like that, and he's not a fully he's not fully fit because he didn't get a preseason, which everybody knows he didn't get a preseason." Hmm. But surely he should have more minutes on the pitch. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I like Joe Willick. He done well last year. We got him on a permanent this time. But he's got to be given the minutes to get a chance. But again, yeah. under a different manager, maybe he might prosper better. But you know, um, the the other thing is as well. If if it was a team, I would rather put Richie back into left midfield. Because if you look at the stats, I think it's third on the list. Richie's created 23 chances a season already. Yes. And he's third on the list in the Premier League. Yeah, I think this is the one we referred into. Yes, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to, to be honest, I saw I saw that in the background, uh, funnily enough, Tony. And I did think to myself, wow, like that that's that's some stats, isn't it? Especially especially isn't from left it? back. Yeah. I mean, his legs have gone, he's not a left back, really. Mm. Everybody knows he's not a defender. But put him in that midfield. And he'd probably do even better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So what what would you something. what would you do with Maxi if that was the case? Because obviously, I mean Maxi's already said, hasn't he, that he prefers to play through the middle. So it would probably yeah. be a change in formation. But then I suppose um I think it was was it Martin, Pete, who said that he wanted to do a four, two, three, one. Yeah. That would be a perfect opportunity, wouldn't it? To put Richie yeah. on the left of the three, have Maxi in the middle, and maybe Miggy or Fraser on the right. I would rather have Almiron, to be fair. Yeah. I think Fraser the last couple of games has been terrible. Yeah. He just doesn't look interested. No. This is the he problem, isn't it? And Yeah. He's like another Michael Owen. <laughs> doesn't look interested. The, yeah. the, one, the, one thing I, the one thing I will say about Ryan Fraser is that um, the two games that he started, he started as a centre midfielder. And he's yeah. not a central midfielder, you know. We we you know we we've we've had the same argument now for weeks with regards to Alisson Maximin. Alisson Maximin has been dreadful the last two games, um, but the argument against Alisson Maximin is that he is not a striker. Well, yeah. Ryan Fraser is not a central midfielder, so I, I still believe there needs to be another couple of opportunities given to um, Ryan Fraser playing in his actual. Um, you know his natural position, which is off the left. You know, yeah. you play him off the left hand side of a front three, um, or you play him as a as a left winger. You play him in his strongest position. You're giving him then the opportunity to play football. Um, you know, Ryan Fraser, all he's been doing, and and this is not this is because of the setup, is basically just protecting Matt Ritchie on the left-hand side and just basically doing defensive jobs in centre midfield. You're not going to see the best of Ryan Fraser. Funnily enough. The best part we saw of Ryan Fraser was in the first two minutes where he, he ran through and put a ball across goal and he just didn't get a chance to, um, he just didn't get a chance, uh, well, Callum Wilson didn't get a chance to get a foot on it. You know, that was Ryan Fraser. That's the Ryan Fraser that we want to see. Yeah. It was a fantastic opportunity in the first half where Alice at maximum um, makes a counter-attack and he runs just past the halfway line. Ryan Fraser on the left-hand side is calling for it, screaming for the ball. 
Alan St. Maximin holds on to it for too long and can see and wins a free kick. But if he'd have released Ryan Fraser, Ryan Fraser would have been in on that left hand side. So, you know, if he gets in and maybe puts that ball in the net, we, we have a different outlook on Ryan Fraser. But we haven't got to see him in attacking positions. No, we haven't seen the best of him. We, no. we definitely haven't. And and if you look at if you if, if you go back and I'm sure you'd be able to find it on YouTube somewhere, you, you saw Ryan Fraser's best moments, um, you know, at, at Bournemouth. They're all in, they're all counter attacking, playing counter attacking football. It's counter attacking yeah. football, and he's on the left hand side of a front three. He's on the left. Callum Wilson's in the middle, and then Josh King's normally on the right hand side. And if we played that same way for Ryan Fraser, you'd see, in my opinion, I believe we'd see an upturning performances. He needs yeah. a chance. Maybe a new manager may do that and bring it, bring the best out of them. I think that's you know, what a number of them need. You're absolutely right. Like, depending who the new manager is. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are getting a bit impatient, but you've got to give the new owners a chance. Yeah. This this takeover just all of a sudden happened. You had the cat case, and then a week after the takeover went through, and it was all like a bit of a whirlwind, wasn't it, really? So mm. they, they, they've got to get their feet under the table. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Jamie Rubin was a QPR, so he knows a bit about football anyway. Yeah. You know, um, and they've got Frank McParland or somebody looking after it as well, yeah. helping them out. But they're saying apparently tonight, Fonsec has pulled out of a talking. So I don't know what that's all about. The yeah. Chronicles mentioned that, but whether that's something to do with us or not, I don't know. Yeah. Because I can't see him going to Spurs. Because he I, had I, talked to him in the summer, didn't he? I think we'll start to see some um, some movement uh, uh, to a particular name in the next two or three days, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the 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 appointment um, will probably get made. Uh, I would say over the, uh, maybe Friday over the weekend, maybe after the game Brighton, because then that and and they've talked about it anyway. But that gives them then two weeks to um, be able to work with the players on yeah. international break, ready for uh, the game just after the international break. Which I'm, if I'm right in thinking, is is Bre uh, Brentford at home. Brentford, so, yes, I'll beat that um, game. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's it's. I, I think that's the way which which it's looking at the moment. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, we, we need to get a manager in as soon as really. Um, Jones just does not fill me with confidence at all. Um, he, you know, he's just it's just like watching Bruce, really. I like his yeah. press conferences because it's all from the heart. Yeah. But when we get to play on the pitch, it's totally different. I mean, if you watch on Saturday, the amount of balls that Darlow was just kicking long and they weren't even hitting Callum Wilson. Defenders True. just putting it up long. I mean, what's that all about? Just to keep Chelsea away, but every time the ball went up there, it went back to a Chelsea player. You know, yeah. And it's I mean, a... we've got to get our academy right as well. I mean, you look at the academy of Chelsea, and I mean, you see Reese James there, two goals. You know, he's a right back. He's come through the youth system. Mounts come through the youth system. You know, the amount of players who come through the youth system. Let's hope we can get a youth system where we're bringing players through as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to like the summer when Kel Watts played a couple of games pre-season, he looked all right. And then we shipped him out on loan to Wigan. Yeah. Now, we could have done with him because he's young and he's probably got a bit of pace on him where the defence at the minute's slow. But that's why we need to get Shaw back in and Fernandez back in 
and Lewis. I would play Manquillo, Lewis, um, Fernandez, and Shaw at the back. Yeah, those four bits I mean, of Africa in goal. I mean, the last um, the last international break, Shaw got two assists for uh, Switzerland. That's right. And man the match. Yeah. But you can't get in this team. Yeah. We'd probably walk into another Premier League team anywhere else, unless Graham Jones has had a fallen out with him. But he's now played under Bruce either. Yeah. It's a great point. Great point, Tony. Um, yeah. You some fantastic points, if I'm honest. Um, and some points that we that I don't think people have considered uh, considered yet. Um, no. It's only really been talked about now, the point that you made earlier, about the fact that, um, and I think a few journalists have touched on it, but you know, th- this consortium weren't prepared for this deal to be done as quickly as it was. It was, as far as we're aware, it was like a three or four day turnaround. You cannot get a sporting director, a manager, and all the other bits that are falling apart at the the club ready in in the space of four or five weeks. It's just not possible. It needs time. It needs time to get these done. And and yes, they're not footballing people, but they need time as well to get footballing people in and around them. It's not it's not something that can get changed overnight. And no, as they not. as they have stressed over the four years, they're not here to turn things around overnight. They're here for a long term project. Yeah. And this is what we need to be reminded of. I would much rather take, you know, this very very tough season that i think we've got ahead of us if it means for the next 10 15 20 plus years supporting this club it's going to mean by far more better times than what we've experienced in the last 14 years i would take that all day long so i hate to i hate to keep using that word patience because we've been patient for so long but yeah we we have to have a little bit of patience have a little bit of understanding and you know see see this through i mean we're talking about managers. We could be getting Rafa Benitez at this rate because Wolves have just gone two and up against Everton. Yeah. Uh, so he yeah, might yeah. walk out the door. So we might get our wish at some point. But um, but look, again, it goes back to being patient. goes back to trusting the owners. For once, I can personally say that I trust these owners with what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I do as well, club. yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got people that genuinely want the best for the club. So, therefore, I'm prepared to trust them and prepared to be patient and prepared to wait to see what they bring through. I mean, like you both said earlier, I would take 17th place this season as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I would take, if somebody said, no, we can have 17th place, I would say, brilliant. Take that now. Yeah. Tony, um, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, honestly. Yeah. Oh, sorry, but you're going to make a last point. Sorry, mate, go on. Um, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, out. Yeah, I'll take seventeenth place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Tony. Listen, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Really yeah. enjoyed having you on. Some fantastic points, and I've got to give you one of these. Thanks, thank, thank, thank you very much, Tony. All the best, mate. Hopefully, see you again in the future. Cheers. Take care, mate. Take care, Tony. Really good guest. Really, yeah, really, uh, really good points from Tony there. Yeah, great points. A lot, lots of different points. A lot of different things that are happening at the moment. And like I say, you know, we, we haven't touched on, uh, or I don't think too many people have touched on the fact that you know it has been a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, our new owners coming in, and we have to remind ourselves of that. You know, no matter how rich or how you know powerful this consortium may be, they they do need time to get the right people in the club. Um, we can compare ourselves to Man City and Chelsea and all the rest of it as much as we want, but we're going into this situation very, very different to the other two clubs. Um, 
and yeah, we need time. We need time to get this done. But I know we haven't got time this season because we need results ASAP. But I'm just I can't keep I keep saying it. I'm just so relaxed about the situation. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm so and happy for ambitious owners. Um, owners that want the best for this club. I'm just so happy that, you know, I'm just going to wait and trust and hope that they're making the right decisions. Yeah, no, it's completely, Pete, completely agree. And as a, just to reiterate again, you know, no one wants to go down. Nobody, nobody wants us to go down whatsoever. But I think the point that everyone was just trying to make is that it's, it's not as bad as what it would have been under Ashley. And yeah. if we do go down, it's just, all right, it's going to, it's going to put us back a year, possibly two. But imagine the excitement when we're coming back up from the Premier League and the players we're going to go for, you know, the, the standard of players will improve because we'll manage be, we'll manage to get rid of a lot of the players that we don't necessarily need or want. Um, and that's one thing relegation does bring because you, you can then shift players out because chances are they'll have relegation clauses. The wages will be significantly dropped and they'll probably want to move on themselves. Um, whereas if we do stay in the Premier League, then you could find that a lot of these players just sit tight and think, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. I'd rather rather be on this journey. So it might be that we, you know, have to try and shift players out and it might be more difficult if we do stay in the league. Obviously, it's a problem that we want to have. Um, but, you know, you, you know where I'm going with it anyway, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right. We will move on to our next guest. OK, firstly, Jeff, thank you very much for waiting so long, mate. Really appreciate it. And it's lovely to see you again. How are good you? Good evening. <clears throat> good evening. Hi, Pete. Are you all right? Yeah, good. How are you? You've got to take care of me, duck on that ice, you know, around there. <laughs> I'm right with you, son. Um, <laughs> culturally appropriate headwear. Um, where do we start then? Uh, Saturday. Well, we start with Darlow, can't we? Um, can't kick. Uh, can't kick off his left foot. Uh, can't hardly kick off his right foot. Um <laughs> And uh, his his defending of the area was mostly Clark, who seemed to be doing a fine job dominating uh, Darlow's area. Um, one thing I did notice as an improvement, everyone was in a really straight line. It was really nice, like they were joined together with string. It was like one of those early Rafa games where everybody was sort of like, you know, there I am. And, um, well, poor Richie was the one who wasn't in a straight line and was constantly pointing to runners and trying to get Fraser organised. Who did well? He touched the ball three times that I noticed, which was which was an improvement on last week. Um, Paul Wilson, yeah, he seemed to be trying to mate with the centre backs, not getting very far. Um, Lascelles again doing his falcon act, bringing people down. Um, it's difficult to know where to go, isn't it? Uh, generally speaking, it's not very good, <laughs> and I can't wait till we have another manager. I would caution against the idea that all the players that aren't playing are better than the ones that are playing. Because mm. there's nothing like not playing to think that somebody's really good. And then they come on and disgrace themselves. Um, and God, don't we miss Paul Dummett? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I could see um, anybody playing in front of Dummett would be better than the current arrangement. Um, uh, what else have we got? Um, the substitute, everything was going quite well till the substitutions, I thought, you know, well in the sense that they hadn't scored. Then there was that mix up with the substitutions and it all seemed to go to bits. Uh, Miggy came on and did his um, attacking sweeper role, which I'm still can't quite define where he's playing, but he makes a very good attacking sweeper. Um, but we need a new spine. 
I don't know if I would agree with everyone that it's, you know, we need a new backbone, basically. Um, and I don't know where we're going to go. Same with the manager. I don't know what's going on there, uh, but I'll take anybody. And I'm certainly very relaxed. Um, you know, are there, two, are there three teams worse than us in the league? And if we spend a lot of money at, 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 in January, we might just find out. Um, so I don't care, really. Um, everything's really exciting except the football, really. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm really excited about everything except the football. Do you know what, um, Jeff? You're absolutely right. And it's it's funny, isn't it? Because like like Pete's already said, we we all know the path we're on and we're all really yeah. excited by it. But yeah, it's just it's just it's ironic, isn't it? That you know, we're all really pleased, we're all constantly smiling, we're all looking forward to the future. And then a game comes around and then we all go, Oh it's this again, isn't it? I mean <laughs> yeah. it, it is a shame. Yeah. I mean <laughs> And Jones has definitely demonstrated he may be a world-class coach, but he's not a manager. He needs somebody in there to kick some ass, I think. Um, excuse my language. And it was a point made a very long time about uh, ago by Gibbo, who made a point. Once you cross that right line, it's the players, right? It's no good blaming the manager or anybody else. Once they get on the pitch, it's down to the players, mm. um, which, is a, which I think is a fair point. And I've not been entirely impressed with the response, but we shall see. Um, that's probably about all I think of saying of any constructiveness. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, I have no idea about the manager. Yeah. Um, I thought who, the would you, who would was... you go for, Jeff? If it's out of I, interest. I, I don't know if we've asked I like this Fons question. Fonseca seems okay. Um, mm. uh I want I want an outsider in a sense, and I want somebody who's going to be here for the long term. I've got a romantic in that way. We want a new Rafa, really. Mm. But of course, the curious thing is that everyone's wheels are coming off. I mean, what happened at Manchester United? What happened at Spurs? What happened at um, Everton? All sorts of weird results. Everybody's sort of gone a bit. And I don't. I'm not entirely sure that isn't a, a shockwave running through the league. That hello, something's changed here because suddenly various odd things have happened. So. Let's hope some good things happen to us. Yeah, do you know what? It is. It isn't all doom and gloom, is it, Jeff? It just. No. It just feels that way. Uh, kick <laughs> well, off. It's, it, it's shit football <laughs> to watch. Unfortunately, yeah. it's still the shit football. It's yeah. the same squad, same tactics, and it's shit. Yeah. Um, and we just hope that when we get to the new year, uh, things will be different. Um, uh, three teams worse than us. Please, please, three teams worse than us. And, I know. Uh, I mean, I think. I think Norwich. <laughs> I think Norwich is definitely down. It's certainly oh, up yeah. in that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, so that's one. So we, there's one spot taken. Um, and then, we, like you say, we've just got to hope there's two other teams worse than us. And at the moment, it doesn't look like there's two teams worse than us. But <laughs> no. that, you know, the, hopefully that's going to change. And obviously, come January, come the new manager coming in, um, you know, things can improve, can't they? I mean, you you mentioned the spine of the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming from that, are you happy with the goalie? So are you talking more the centre-backs? Oh, Dubravka's centre all right. We need a new centre-back. I'm quite with Pete. I'm like stones, but um, we definitely need, you know, somebody hard in midfield, ball winner, ball player. Somebody Shelby plus, basically. Or yeah. somebody yeah. take Shelby and Hayden, put them together and make a good player. Um, and somebody else up front who can put the ball in the net. Because if Wilson or St. Mags get injured, we're buggered. Because there's yeah. nobody else, um, apart from various people who don't seem to be allowed on the pitch for some reason. Uh, yeah. 
Actually, do you know what? I'm I'm really pleased you brought that up, actually, Jeff, because I, I noticed that myself, and I'm sure many other fans did too, that we, we seemed to take an age to bring the subs on, didn't we? And then, yeah. obviously, we brought the subs on, but we'd already conceded by that point. I mean, not saying that that's why we conceded the goal, because you could kind of see the goal coming a mile off. But did you have any sympathy for Jones, or did, did you think that was something that maybe, we you know, as a, as a team, we messed up, in that we should have been a bit more decisive with the substitution, or...? Well, he, t- he was trying to be. I mean, because last mm. week he ended up with all our stri- all our attacking assets on the field, more or less, at one stage. And I think he was trying to be, but he got caught out by the goal. You know, suddenly we're at a goal down, and uh, you brought your attacking players on. And again, Miggy looks a bit. Well, Miggy's great. He charges around like you know, a bit like a schoolboy chasing the ball, which is all right. Yeah. But yeah. And Willett just looks lost at the moment. He doesn't quite know what to do. I don't think. Uh, mm. I don't think he's comfortable. I think perhaps he should start. You know, he's got that injured toe because that's the other thing we never know is how how people are staggered around like Pete, you know, with these terrible injuries um, and are expected to play normally and smile and just get on with it, you know. And the problem as well, Jeff, is that, you know, there, there will be people who say, oh, you know, his, his toe's not right, he's not at the preseason, blah, blah, blah. Well, don't put him on the bench. If he's not yeah. fit, don't put him yeah, on yeah. the bench because we then think, well, he's left him out. So that, that then, you know, brings more questions doesn't it because people then think well if he's fit enough to be on the bench then surely he's fit enough to start i know some people say you know there's a difference between being match fit and being you know ready to come on for 10 15 minutes but he's been on the bench for the last two games yeah what's going on with dubravka you know he, he needed to come straight in he yeah. needed to yeah. come straight in at the weekend and that was, well, we that can't, was the it, big disappointment well darlow can't kick and he can't command his area at the moment, I'm not saying he has done all right in the past, but at the moment he seems to be just in a bit of a mess. Do you know his head's not in the right space at all? Yeah, they just have to pressure him and he makes a mistake. Yeah. And everybody can see that. We all watch match of the day, right? I imagine the professionals do like watch more than match of the day, and they know that down our flanks, they're going to get some action. And if you pressurize the goalkeeper, he's going to have a fit, which is not good. And you I'm, saw that you saw that yourself, didn't you, Jeff, with the with the goals? Yeah, I mean, yeah. was it was it the two of the goals came from the right, and it was yeah. a, a shot, and then it was saved or deflected, and then another shot, yeah. and you think, well, it came from that from our left hand side, their right hand side, and yeah. that is well, the this, issue that we've been talking about, isn't it? There always seem to be spare men. They seem to have always have a spare man on the opposite side. Yeah. Um, and if you're playing a really tight little line and shuffling it across, they're always going to have a space somewhere to put the ball. And if they can get the ball across, so often you could see. We're all in one side and they're hanging around waiting for the ball to get released to them. Yeah. And if you've it's, got five at the back, Jeff, there's no excuse. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've probably got seven in points, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the, there's a video going going about where it shows like um, two or three players just kind of standing in a line, just like jockeying uh, Havertz on, on the right-hand side of the pitch. It was towards the end of the game, and they're just—they're not—they're not even trying to tackle them. Just kind of standing off, standing off, standing off. Yeah. And they're like, there's a line of like two or three of them within like a ten-yard gap. Like, if you've got five at the back, you don't need to be literally standing on each other's toes. Yeah. There is no reason why Matt Ritchie should not have been out there marking um, uh, uh, Reese James. So both times when that ball comes in, there is no no way that he should be able to bring that ball down, take a touch inside and hit it with his left foot without being tackled. Yeah. And that that video that was going round, the point that I'm making is that that video just goes to show our level of defending 
we don't actually want to take the ball off them. We just want to try and stop them from getting past us. So we just yeah. stand there as like a bit of a stand in the line a wall. But we're not in backside. <laughs> yeah. that, that's basically what it. That's basically what it is. Like that is not proper defending. Proper defending is actually jockeying, but then getting closer, trying to nick the ball off them. At yeah. no point did I see any of our defenders actually trying to take the ball off Chelsea. It's all about stopping them getting through. At some point, they are going to get through because these guys are, are multi-million pound, top-level talented players. They're they top of the league. At some point, and, and rightly so. Um, I've got to make one other point, I thought, before I go. Um, Emil Kraft, he's the only guy who seems to be able to take a throw-in. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, he is. The Emil come in. Every time we get the ball, he go, we're going to lose possession here. You know, we don't have possession that often. And when you have a throw-in, you just lose possession, except for Kraft, who seems to be able to throw it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Richie got booked for being a shit throwing specialist of this last game um, and rightly deserved it. I mean, again, that's down to basic coaching. What's going on? Why can't we throw? It's going back to Pardew days where we couldn't win a corner. We couldn't score from a corner. Yeah. But it's nothing worse than just going conceding possession from a throw in, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I think I've had me say. Jeff, thank you very much. Points as always, mate. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to give you one of these, and I hope you don't take offence, but I'm referring to the football that we're watching at the moment. It's all right, mate. <laughs> you hang in there. Jeff. really appropriate. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Do you know what? I'm trying Absolute to get, get tea towel for the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week, next week. Yeah, next week, next yeah. Week. yeah. Hope yeah, it's yeah. in the rain, yeah. though. No good in the rain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff, always a pleasure, mate. Really, really. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Top man. Top man. You take care. Take care, Jeff. He's funny, oh. Jeff, and he... Oh, I love having yeah. Jeff on. Love Jeff. He, he, he's always... Uh, he, he's always on point. He was makes some really, really good points. I mean, the bit I didn't touch on with, with Jeff in, uh, in the studio is, is the, the goalkeeping situation. Uh, we talked about it before we went on air. You look at that third goal, that that that, that awful, awful penalty we conceded. Uh, that Dubravka never ever gets in those situations. No, you know, he's just you know he never puts himself in that position where he where he you know he feels like he needs to make a tackle. The guy was going. I can't remember who it was that got fouled, but they were going nowhere. They no. were just going away from goal. Like, and did you, did you see him protesting as well, Pete? Yeah. Like, and it went to VAR, and it was like it's the most stonewall penalty you've ever seen. It's rubbish. Absolutely, it's, it's just rubbish goalkeeping. Yeah, you know I mean, it's just absolute dross. Um, and and there is a clear, clear distance between Dubravka and Darlow, first and second. Uh, we have to remember, you know, I, I referred to this last season. We have to remember, Cole Darlow signed a, a contract in September 2020 to be a second-choice goalkeeper. Yeah, he yeah. signed knowing he was going to be second-choice, a five-year deal. That is what tells you everything you need to know about Cole Darlow. He is a second-choice goalkeeper at best. And he had his best form of his career in that first part of the season that, that he had with us. And he had some games where he was very, very good. But he is not a long-term number one goalkeeper. It's as simple as that. Martin Dubravka streets ahead. And the sooner he comes back in, the quicker and the better the, the defence will feel. I think there was something out. Something came out either yesterday or today saying that, you know, um, 
having Dubravka back has given the, given the players in the squad a real lift. Well, I'm no doubt it has, and I'm sure it will give the defenders a lift because they'll know they've got a proper goalkeeper behind them to 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 keep the, to keep that ball out the net, um, and it will significantly help us moving forward, no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I completely agree, Pete. I mean, Rafa Rafa's looking all the more. Um... Well, I'm saying Rafa. I'm, I know you're talking about Dubravka. Sorry, I'm reading these comments and everyone going on about Rafa. Um, to, yeah. to, to, to touch on your point about Dubravka, yeah, the sooner he's back in in between the sticks, the better, because we 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 badly we badly need him back. And you do notice the difference. I know he had that good run of form last season, and he did a good job, but unfortunately, you you're going to constantly make mistakes if you've got Carl Darlow in between the sticks every week because he's he's an okay goalkeeper. Um, he's probably a lower, a lower Premier League side goalkeeper, isn't he? Maybe mid top end of the Championship, but you can't rely on him week in week out, especially when you've got a bit of a dodgy defence as we have at the moment. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry, Pete. Yeah. No, go on. No, I was going to say I would agree. I, I would say he's Carl Dyer is probably top six Championship. Mm. Um. You know, he he'd maybe be a decent replacement at Norwich. Yeah, um, yeah. He's that sort of level. Like he, he's that. When when we were linked with him going to Middlesbrough for roughly about five million, you know, we should have snapped our hands off really, um, and, and and took that money. But look, it is what it is. We finally got Dubravka back now. Hopefully, he can stay fit now for the remainder of the season, and we and we build from there. Yeah, no, definitely me. I just, do you know what? I'm very conscious to all the viewers. We've not really got through any, many questions tonight. Um, as you, as you've all probably heard, Pete's not feeling himself, so I want to, I want to try and wrap up. But one question I will ask you, Pete, which, which came from the comments, uh, just before we go, is, um, you know, with Wolves being two nil up, I, I'm assuming it's still two nil. Um, what's COVID? What, sorry? I think I know what's COVID. Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on Rafa? I mean, I know we've touched on this many a time. Um, you know my feelings on Rafa. Um, I was a little bit on the fence over them. Uh, right now, I, I would, I would absolutely take Rafa. Um, I think in terms of a project and building, he he would be, you know, he would be a a great person to bring in. Yeah. Um, and he knows the club. He knows the majority of the players. So Rafa definitely makes sense. But um, what what about you, Pete? What are, what are you saying in terms of Rafa? Or do you want someone new? Are you looking for a Fonseca? Or a Favre, what, what what are you thinking? Rafa's not uh, just any old type of manager. He he is a he's a very technical, very experienced, a very very good manager. It's as simple as that. I know he's not getting on very well with Everton at the moment. They've took a massive dip in form. But look, help me and Chris, me and you both said that uh, when he was linked with the job that it it wasn't going to be all you know smelling of roses. Uh, at Everton, there was always going to be um, a small honeymoon period, and then it was going to be right back to finger pointing, and it'll be exactly the same. Rafa, Rafa, effectively in this Everton job, cannot afford to lose a game. No, it's we can't. Because he he could win a game three or four nil, uh, and and they'll they'll clap him off. The next week, he can lose one or two nil, and they've won him out of the club, and it'll be like that until he eventually leaves, and it it, it actually becomes quite toxic for a club. When, it, uh, when there's a fan base that really doesn't want you. However, he's got a fan base just a little bit further north that would more than be more than happy to take him back. Yeah. Now, we get Rafa Benitez back right now, we stay in the league. It's as simple as that. 
Um, and not just stay in the league. He builds us. He builds us within a year, year and a half to be better than this Everton side currently. Like he, yeah. he just does. He, he's and it won't. He, he won't even need to spend shed loads of money. Rafa Benitez has never, never, never been one to go out and buy 60, 70, 80 million pound pound players. But he's always built good teams. Regardless, you look at what he did with Everton. He, he's got. He had them playing well earlier on in the season with two, two, two signings. One was free. One was two million pounds. You know, he's got that ability to find good players, and he did it with us. Would I take him back? One hundred percent, I take him back. Because he, he's a he's a top level manager, uh, he just needs a top level club with an ownership and a fan base that really appreciates his abilities. And at the moment, he's at a club that neither appreciate his abilities in the way in which they should. Tell you what, mate, it's, if 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 Rafa loses a couple more games, it makes you wonder whether the owners are kind of hanging out there. Because if Rafa loses a couple more games, the pressure is going to be really cranked up on him, isn't it? Because there was absolute uproar when Everton lost 5-2 to Watford and they crumbled in the last 15 minutes. And now, if this if this happens and this score gets any worse, will will people be calling for his head? I mean, from what I've heard, a lot of, a lot of my blue mates, they're, um, they're already saying they don't want him. And, yeah. you know, if you look at the, where they are in the league table, they're not, you know, they're not struggling, are they? They're just, oh. they, they've just had a, a bad little run of form. But the, look, if they lose this now, they're 2-0 down. If, if they lose this, even if they don't concede any more goals, if they lose 2-0, fans are going to be on, it, on his back massively. Massively. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be on his back. And actually, this result isn't very good for us because it, it kind of makes clear daylight between us and Wolves. And I thought Wolves would be a team that would be in and around us this season. I didn't think yeah, they'd be that great of a season. But it's not, all, it's not good all round, really, for, for Everton or, or for us. But if we were to get Rafa on the back of it, then I'd clearly take it. So, look, as far as I'm concerned, keep whacking in those goals. Keep smashing in those goals. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Pete, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for joining me. I know you've not been feeling yourself. Yeah, um, I apologise. I've not been 100%. No, tonight. no, mate. Not at all. I had to move my position, reposition myself a few times because um, my back is in absolute agony. Um, so, yeah, um, thanks for being patient, mate. I appreciate that. Wi Fi has been down as well. I got a message <laughs> saying, so the reason why it was my Wi Fi the whole time. Oh, was um, it? Yeah, Virgin Media just messaged to say, oh, we've got problems in your area. Yeah, oh. thanks, thanks for the warning. Halfway yeah. through the show. <laughs> Get me out. At least you know, anyway. At least you know. Definitely. Um, but yeah, absolute pleasure as always, mate, sharing it with you. Um, great guest as always. Great, great chat in the chat as always. Um, and hopefully the next time we talk on uh, the fans forum, we're, we're finally talking about three points, but let's wait and see. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But listen, thank you everyone for watching. Really enjoy it as always and look forward to seeing you next Monday. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Critics are